Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a Zambian New Zealander, I've learned this firsthand. To me, racial unity is not a choice, but an obligation. An obligation we must fulfill as individuals, as a society, and that must be at the heart of our institutions. It is not only our onus to open up our minds, but to ensure that this remains a way of life for those who come after us. This is the vision for racial unity. This is the glue that firmly holds our puzzle together and the frame that allows us to encapsulate our society, unified as it was always meant to be. Namihi. The Race Unity Speech Awards have been going for 21 years, seeing hundreds of high school students in New Zealand taking part each year. That was Leo Moape, a year ago with his speech. Welcome to Voices, I'm Kadambri. I'm at the Parliament in Wellington, where the 21st anniversary of the Race Unity Speech Competition is being celebrated this evening, and the banquet hall is full of past winners and participants. Uh, my name is Leo Robin Wape. Uh, I was born in Zambia and moved to New Zealand with my family. Uh, I've competed in the Race Unity Speech Competition for two years now, last year and this year. Uh, I was a national finalist last year, and that's what brought me here. How old are you, Leo? Uh, I'm 16 years old, turning 17 this year. And at what age did you kind of become really conscious of the fact that this is something that could be really interesting to you? Uh, I think I became more conscious of it when I first moved to New Zealand, just being around uh, people of many different cultures. It's, it was so much more diversity, you know, um, uh, being moved from a country where uh, you're, uh, you become a minority rather than the majority of people. It just opens you up to other people's cultures and learning to be more tolerant and a better person. What do you think is the importance of something like today? I think it shows that people are thinking and people are taking this seriously. And for us to, you know, be held at the Beehive, the home of our government, you know, it shows that this is an initiative and these are thoughts that uh, are being uh, taken seriously by New Zealand as an institution and New Zealand as a society because the people who are here are just normal people, part of New Zealand society, just students from around the country who are really keen and really, really want to see racial progress in this country. What does that look like to you? Uh, to me, it looks like a New Zealand where people are uh, not only being uh, not discriminated against, but embraced because of who they are and their identity, and you know, being able to fit into this sort of wider identity of uh, a greater New Zealand that we are all part of, and you know, it's something that I see as many people cooperating. Uh, to work together as one. Anything that particularly sticks out in your mind? Maybe an incident that really shaped your thinking around this? Uh, I think it was uh, probably just being my first experience of New Zealand schooling, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, not only I, I felt a bit isolated on the first day, I was the only black kid in my class, and then I looked around and realized there were many other people of different cultures, you know. There was kids from India, kids from Malaysia, kids from other parts of Africa that I didn't know, and, you know, it was really uh, intriguing and comforting to me to see that we were all able to, you know, just as do simple things such as play as children and be able to just get along with one another despite going home to different cultures each day. 
And as a springboard, where do you think something like this would actually land you in terms of someone that's participated and you've turned out to be a finalist last mm. year as well? So what do you think I, it offers in terms of you know, opportunities? I think uh, for me, it offers more um, for my community and bringing it home, at, uh, especially for um, people in Palmerston North, people at Boys High. Uh, my speech is... Uh, the main thing for me that has come out of it was more people are talking at school, people ask me questions, and these conversations are more uh, able to, you know, be discussed. And I think that's, uh, for me, what the main opportunity is and what I look to get out of this. Given where we are and what the event is, I felt inclined to ask Leo about his thoughts on the hate speech legislation which has been delayed. With the rise of, uh, you know, people being able to see and access anything on the Internet. And I think, you know, there's positives, obviously, that go along with that. Now people can be more exposed to other cultures and different things. But, you know, it's a very tricky subject to handle because you're handling with a lot of people's opinions. And, you know, in a society that's as racially diverse as New Zealand, there's going to be issues where people disagree. But I think that um, the best thing that we can do, and I think it's a good sign because we're more progressive than other countries are in terms of trying to find ways to legislate this, and it really motivates me because it motivates young people to see that the government, you know, are trying, working hard to form some sort of New Zealand culture in which everyone can be safe in. In 2010, Apirahama Hurihanganui was 17 when he became the only national champion at the Race Unity Speech Awards to deliver his speech in Te Reo Māori. Apirahama now consults with a cultural competency business that provides advice in the areas of anti-racism, cultural intelligence and helping organisations effectively engage with Māori. I think the Race Unity competition made me realise just how uh, diverse Aotearoa is. Um, we had contestants from all different racial, cultural backgrounds compete. And and ever since then, so 2010 right up until 2023, our nation is just becoming more and more diverse. Um, and so it has made me think, you know, um, what does that mean in terms of Kiti Waitangi, uh, given that that document was between uh, the Crown and Rangatira on behalf of Māori. Um, so how can that now translate or apply to the growing diversity that we have here in Aotearoa. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just given me a, a greater awareness and appreciation that uh, it's not just Pākehā Māori here in Aotearoa. Uh, we're, we're such a diverse country and we need to be able to be innovative and think of ways to um, you know, to achieve that, that racial harmony and positive, sound, healthy race relations. I think it, it is great for young people. Um, it provides them a platform to voice their perspectives, their views, the issues that are relevant to them and that affect them, and also to hear uh, their proposals and how to address those issues. Um, and, you know, young people today have, are so much more informed because they're exposed to all of this information, well-educated, and so it, it is a great platform for young people to, uh, well, I guess another platform. We have social media. That's probably our, our strongest platform in the modern day. Um, but the Race Unity Speech Competition is, is also a great platform for young people to voice those concerns. Um, it just needs to be, yeah, I think that the audience needs to grow wider so that particularly people in leadership positions, people in positions of influence, whether it be uh, you know, local councillors, local authorities, MPs, uh, leaders of different organisations, um, I think if the competition was able to include them in some way, 
whether it be in person as an audience member or whether it's broadcasted on TV or online, um, it would just give greater exposure to some of those issues that, that young people are talking about and, and addressing in their, in their speeches. Um, you know, there's, there's still so much work to be done. Um, there are a numerous race issues, issues of racism that we still need to address. And so the race unity speech competition is just a, a quite, quite a small part of that overall journey that we need to be undertaking. One of the panellists this evening started her journey as a participant in the competition seven years ago. My name is Myra Karuna Nidhi and I was born in Tamaki Makoro in Auckland but my family Whakapapa back to South India um, and I've been involved with the Race Unity Speech Awards since I was about 15 or 16 when I participated and was a national finalist and tonight I'm a panellist. Um, and how old are you now? I'm 22 now. So my family immigrated to New Zealand about 30 years ago, um, and we they initially lived in Auckland, and then we moved to Wellington when I was only a year old, so I've lived in Wellington my whole life. Um, but I think it's been fantastic growing up here in New Zealand, um, although I think something that really stuck out, stood out to me is the casual racism that, has, that is here, and I think that's the main thing that kind of got me to start being involved in things like Race Unity Speech Awards because I realised that although I feel like I belong in our country and there's people who look like me, um, I still felt like I didn't, you know? Because so what do you mean by, when you say casual racism, exactly what do you mean? How does that look like to you? There's probably many different experiences and examples I can pull out, but I think it's as simple as, you know, little jokes about, say, when I was, you know, at school, um, you'd bring in something like a curry to school and people would joke about it and tell you that it's staying or something as simple as um, putting oil in our hair, things that are so normalised now and people in positions of like influence on like TikTok, social media, use that now and commercialise on it. Uh, whereas that's something that's been in our you know, country and our traditions for years and years and years, but people capitalise on it now. And it's things like that that people used to make fun of you for when you were young, but now it's a trend and it's cool. And so I think that's just one small example of something um, that I see as casual racism. You took part when you were 15 and yes. were 16. So it's interesting that you've kind of come full circle. So yeah. The first time you participated when you were 15. Where did that lead you in terms of, do you think it took you in a certain direction, say, in, in what you wanted to study or yeah. professionally? I used to actually be quite quiet, but I think I found my voice through public speaking and through participating in the Race Unity Speech Awards and also we had like the United Nations Speech Awards and participating in these speech competitions actually realised and made me found my voice um, and I went on to do other speech competitions and I went on to represent New Zealand at the United Nations um, at the Commission on the Status of Women and that's an opportunity that came from my um, public speaking and now um, while I pursued a law and commerce degree and I work um, at a law firm, so it's definitely kind of had an influence on the career path that I took. Um, and, yeah, I'm quite involved in the social justice space, so I think I wouldn't have been if I hadn't kind of started um, participating in these competitions. Do you think things have changed much since the time you gave your speech, you know, those many years ago when you were 15? 
I think things have changed and they've taken a step in the right direction, but I think we have a really long way to go um, in terms of you know, things like the Race Unity Speech Awards. Um, they've created space for dialogue and conversations and just the exposure has been really great and I think we've also seen an increase um, in the visibility and presence of people of diversity and our minority communities in positions of leadership and things like that over the years that we may not have seen you know, even five, six years ago. But I do still think we have a long, long way to go um, in terms of, you know, really furthering racial unity and creating racial justice. Former participants of the annual Race Unity speeches talking at the 21st anniversary commemoration at the Parliament earlier this month. Founded by the Baha'i community in New Zealand and supported by the New Zealand police, the competition takes place in May this year, where students get to speak their mind on race relations all across New Zealand. That's Voices with me, Kadambri Ragukumar. Today's episode was mixed by Jeremy Veal. Give us a follow on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and all your favourite podcast platforms. You can also find our podcast on the RNZ website, along with other RNZ podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Kadambri. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.